Okay, Jack, ready to go? asked Dr. Dorfpoodle, who was sticking with his hair permanent for the long haul. I nodded that I was set to begin, and he put a hand on my shoulder as if I was ready to bolt and run. Maybe I was. You don't have to be nervous. We're here to make sure you're okay. I wasn't okay the last time, I thought. But I'm here anyway, aren't I? I nodded. I nodded a lot without meaning it. I wasn't even surprised that shortly into the test I was zapped out of the lab room. Once again, I had hold of the walking stick. I felt the top part of the pole with my fingers, traced over the carved jack in the wood. It was bright, like the last time, but I knew I had to wait to adjust to the sun. Same terrain came into relief. Hilly path, village in the valley. I saw that further up past the small town, the steepness settled out, and at the top was the yellow farmhouse from before. Seemed more run down than the last time I'd hallucinated. Maybe I wasn't as consistent an imaginer as I'd thought. I turned around, noticing the uneven earth under my feet, and caught my breath. At the bottom of the hill, more fields stretched through the valley in a green and brown checkerboard. Small white farmhouses, most near bright red barns, a few with white or gray grain silos, stood out against the broad terrain. I'd seen farms beyond my suburban neighborhood, but never with such unbroken ground. I'd shaded my eyes against the brightness and faced the slope of the trail again. Crickets and birds harmonized all around me. There were no mechanical sounds in earshot. Birds couldn't come anywhere near the noise level of a jet engine, of course, which was, you know, fortunate for the other woodland creatures and all. On Friday nights at my home, I went to sleep with the steady sound of the local racetrack coming through my window. The quiet here left me too alone with my dumbass thoughts. I could try to walk my way out of here. I needed to pick a point and head there. Up the hill seemed better. I returned to that sensation of walking in a new way. I should be alert for a seizure. When gravity seemed shaky to me, it meant I was on a course to lose consciousness. I breathed hard, hoping to flood my brain with oxygen and potentially stave off an episode, which was probably silly because if I was here in this odd place, I was probably seizing in the hospital clinic room. Early morning air rushed into me, crystalline somehow, refreshing. In the cloudless sky, the sun and moon hung low on a collision course. I've been here before, last time. Unsteady as I climbed the steep hill, I bent over, plunging my walking stick into the weeds and putting my free hand on my knee to brace myself as I went. My fingers explored the sides of my kneecap, noting differences. They were smaller, less pronounced than I knew them to be. This is a vision, I told myself. Just a hallucination. It's a seizure dream. It's okay to be strange in a seizure dream. All bets are off, right? I straightened up and something shifted on my head. Reaching up, I removed a woven hat, frayed a little at the back. Something had taken a bite out of it. A thin brown strip of leather cinched the brim together, giving it a strong shape. Was I wearing a hat the last time I'd had a vision? I didn't recall. Yanking my stick out of the ground, I started back up the hill. From behind me, horse hooves drowned out the bird calls. Up from the village, a young girl trotted along a brown horse, calling to the animal to slow down as she saw me clambering along. Jack, you're usually early, she said. This must have been directed at me, since there wasn't anyone else around. I don't believe I've ever arrived before you. Uh, there's a first time for everything, I said huffing. Well, that's a strange response. She looked down at me from her perch in the saddle. You look unwell. 
do you wish to ride with me? I'd never ridden a horse before, and had no idea how to get up there with her. Uh, I can just walk. Clearly, you are capable of walking, she said, and she laughed, flinging her long blonde hair around behind her with a whip of her head. She had on a tattered but mended dress, mostly white with blue piping and brown ankle boots. Well, she's a strange bird, I thought. Here, I'll drop the stirrup. With that, the girl took her feet out of the leather strap where they had been braced and held out her hand. She pulled her dress away so I could see what I was doing. I didn't know where to begin. Good Lord, Jack, just stick your toe in the stirrup. Grab the saddle and pull yourself up. I did what she said. was surprised to find myself sitting on the butt of the horse before I even knew what had happened. The girl laughed and tossed her hair again. You even sit on a horse like a boy, Jacqueline. What an odd girl you are. 